Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. again with Beach's Motorcycle Adventures under COVID lockdown. And therefore, we're doing Beach's Audio Adventures and another podcast from Grand Island, New York. And we're connected right across the river to the Great White North and Thunder Bay, Ontario, where we've got Mike Knott. Hi, Mike. Hey, Robbie. Good to see you again. Uh, I've gone in person over this computer technology. It's, it's good we have this, whatever it is, 80s Skype plus <laughs> we can talk over. Um, I'm just sitting here. I pulled my, poured myself a sleeping giant, one city pilsner. And I'm here. My friend Larry Leish is here with me. And we're going to talk about kind of what to watch or uh, I think mostly just what to watch in these times. Something to entertain ourselves, motorcycle related videos and movies and kind of why, why we like the, uh, these these particular ones we're going to talk about. Good to have you here, Larry. Hi. <laughs> yeah. These are crazy times, are they not? It's interesting that we can do this, and I could not imagine having lived through this 100 years ago. You know what I mean? The last <laughs> no. time this happened, because how would we have communicated? Like, you'd send a letter, and it would go by steamship. You yeah, know, that kind yeah. of thing, right? Talk so, to your neighbor. You got to tape a note to your goat or something and right, send them over. Right. So this is super cool and super... Um, fast like we're sitting here looking at rob i can see the color of his eyes <laughs> yeah. Cool, indeed yeah it's, uh, it, it's really something else and it, it also turns into a big problem of how do you pass the time right now we're shut down we can't get to europe i can't even get to canada which is 400 feet in front of my house so the lockdown has got everybody in our lockdown or quarantine or whatever you happen to want to call it is is really turning things upside down and it makes a whole bunch of people a little stir crazy i've never been particularly interested in sitting down and watching serial programs on tv or you know watching what's currently coming out of hollywood but you guys are paying attention to a variety of different things it's a whole lot more interesting because it all involves two wheels right yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we both have a bit of a list here, and I can't help to notice I have the list in front of me, Larry's too. Uh, of course, the top of Larry's list, unsurprisingly, is Easy Rider. But you need to know why. <laughs> okay, so I've never seen I've never seen this movie, but I keep thinking, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to find it and watch You've it. Never I know seen you Easy Rider. Well, you, you have to remember, I'm far younger than you two, so I yeah. am shocked that you didn't <laughs> yeah. see yeah. even on your mother's knee or something watching Easy Rider. So, Larry, why is it there from your perspective? Because that movie got probably more people riding than any other movie I can think of, especially at the time. Okay, so whether you were into it or not, or you thought it was a cool, you know, like uh, the whole storyline was cool or not, that's the one that did it. 
Why is that? Why? What about it? Well, it's a Western, right? That's what it is. I mean, it's really a Western. It's, you know, two dudes, instead of getting on their horses, they get on their iron horses and they go from California to Mardi Gras. So that had a big influence on me and on a bunch of the people that I rode with in the earlier days of my riding. Yeah, see, that's why, because you harken back to when you're a hippie (laughs) and you would talk about the man and now you are the man. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, but (laughs) it is, it's funny, but it's the idea that it opened the door. Okay, that was mm-hmm. the idea. Okay, it opened the door. And and the rest of it's just basically your typical, you know, uh, good guys are misunderstood kind of Hollywood scenario. Right? Fish out of water kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but it did. But if it, if it hadn't been for that, a lot of the people that come into my store today that started out maybe in the biker world and mm-hmm. have slowly evolved into possibly riding adventure bikes now and maybe doing a little more travel and yeah, yeah that movie had a big effect on a lot of us so you need to watch it Mike. i can't <laughs> believe sure. a well-rounded guy like yourself hasn't been there well, that'll be part of my homework to mm-hmm. take away from this i will so that came out when i was i don't know maybe 10 years old or something like that and yeah 69 so, yeah 10 years old there you go and dad took me to see it <laughs> right so off we went to the theater and uh when it was all over and we're driving home, Dad said, it might be best if you don't mention this particular movie to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> there I was at 10 years old with uh, all of the newfound knowledge that one develops having watched Easy Rider. And here I am today as a result of it. <laughs> well, well, here's a little trivia tidbit for you. You remember that song in the 80s? You remember Hey Mickey? Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Tony Basil. Tony Basil is one of the actresses in the movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's the dark-haired hooker. <laughs> <laughs> dark-haired hooker number one. <laughs> okay, in New Orleans. Huh. Cool. So there you go. Now, what's your uh, okay. favorite? Well, number one on my list, partly because it just gotten going, is MotoGP. So we all subscribe to MotoGP, and, and it's a decent amount of money for sure. I consider it the same way I, I subscribe to HBO. HBO, a one-hour show is one hour. So they don't have commercials. If you don't have commercials, someone's got to pay the bills, and that someone will be you. And they charge accordingly. But the coverage is excellent. A race is, today's race was, I won't talk much about it, because you guys probably haven't seen it yet. I uh, haven't, no. A uh, race is like an hour and 45 minutes. It's mm-hmm. it's not, they don't render it down to one hour to fit in that TV time slot. Less than an hour, because then they got piling commercials. The coverage is excellent, and I usually watch uh, qualifying, certainly qualifying, the practices. You can really get into it. So I, I love it, and we're at race, just finished race number two today. So lots of drama. Cool, good. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yep, MotoGP.com, and they're, uh, what is it, a video pass, I guess they call it. Yeah, the video pass, there's two levels of it. I think I do the mid one. I think there's two levels. Because they're... Uh, once you subscribe, you can click the box that says, or it's already clicked that it automatically renews. And so I haven't looked at it for three years. I'm not sure what I renew. It just shows up on my visa bill once a year. I think I pay for it. I can watch the testing and stuff. I don't necessarily watch that that much, but we also watch the World Superbike. We subscribe to that. That's pretty good. I think I might subscribe to the, what is it, the Moto America? I, I mean, you do. Oh, okay, yeah, I yeah, do yeah. as well. Yeah. And I was trying to subscribe to 
what's the other old oh, flat track mm, okay. i was trying to get that sort of because i really love flat track racing yeah, so, yeah yeah because it's harder for us too in canada some of those racing series are broadcast in america on it's like yeah, fox sports or nbc yeah, sports but get. yeah because there's like a lot of the channels they have six different channels and we have four of the six and that's not one of them so. right the Supercross series this winter, it was really uh, interesting how they ran it. Mm. So uh, Supercross was rolling along doing its multi-city tour like it always does. And then COVID hit. So they took Supercross and they parked it in Utah <laughs> and they ran the rest of the series out. So whatever it was, 10 races, and they ran them a uh, shorter timeline. So they would yeah. run Sunday, then they would run Wednesday, then they would run Sunday. And then they yeah. eventually caught up and got it done. Yeah. So that was really neat too. My next one? Um Oh boy, the roadside profits. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. These are all biker movies. Uh, so, yeah, biker uh, biker movies from when I was two, apparently. No, no, no. The roadside profits <laughs> was done probably in the late '90s, maybe okay. early 2000s. I don't know, somewhere around there. Uh-uh. It's uh, just your typical western <laughs> <laughs> with uh, a guy dies and uh, his buddy puts his ashes in the. Uh, gas tank of a panhead and uh carries that half a tank with them across the country on okay, an adventure the, the empty side or, or keep yeah, inside empty, yeah. Uh, yeah and and it's one of those stories but it's got a couple of twists and turns and things you don't expect and what i thought was really cool like like, is, they, like they bathe often <laughs> <laughs> whenever hollywood can get technical facts right mm-hmm. i love that yeah, yeah. okay so in that one, yeah, the guy who's got the bad right leg from kickstarting the panhead over and over <laughs> again, he kickstarts it with the other with his other leg. You know, just stuff like that that you know is real. Yeah, between you two, how many of you, when you watch a movie or video, you look at it and say, that bike doesn't sound like that. And it's funny if people don't know bikes, just say, well, what, like, what do you mean it doesn't sound like that? And you try to explain to them, well, it's, it's like a, a Mustang going by and it sounds like an Acura NSX. Like, you know, it doesn't sound like that. And why it drives me crazy is that of all the money they pour in these movies, your budget's $50 million. You think you get the sound of the bloody motorcycle right over. This isn't that difficult. Right. I don't know. Rob, how do you feel about that? Well, I agree. But Well, it's and I suppose that's true of anything you're familiar with. When it isn't right, it takes away from the, from the rest of the, the scene, the spectacle, the story, the involvement, whatever it happens to be. If it's supposed to sound like a BMW and it doesn't, if it's supposed to sound like a Harley and it doesn't, whatever. You've all seen the, the classic bit of where the guys come out of the parking garage on the scooter with a trombone. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And, and give you the... That one's, that one's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, as far as Hollywood accuracy... So there's a movie on the list called Hell Ride, which is down at the bottom. Now, Hell Ride is an homage to the biker films of the 60s and <laughs> 70s. Yeah, yeah. They, they even dragged, uh, oh, it'll come to me in a minute. Anyway. Madonna? No, just one of the guys, <laughs> one of the guys from, the, uh, from the 60s and 70s is actually huh. in that. Oh, uh, Peter no, Fonda, no, no. somebody like that kind of thing? No, it's Larry something or other, okay. whatever his name is. Anyway. What they were so Dennis accurate. Hopper. No, no. Yeah, he was in Hell Ride. Uh, yes, he was. He was. But uh, what I liked about that movie was they used real shovel heads. Okay, they actually they used SNS powered shovels. I mean, they had to build them for the movie. 
right? And the scene on the highway mm -hmm. where the bikes get shot up, they would actually have the same mistakes, the deliberate, they were made deliberately, the, the mistakes they would make in the 60s because they wouldn't have enough bikes. So you'd see the shootout and there'd mm -hmm. be like a Yamaha dirt bike laying on the <laughs> side. Well, they actually threw that in there. The Virago's right? lying over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. They threw that in there. And that was really cool that they actually took the time to get it right because there's a TV series which ran recently. And yeah, the guy's <laughs> on his knucklehead the knucklehead has two throttle cables. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You know Not what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. can't happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It has an internal throttle wire. Yeah, so yeah. things like that that drive me and you crazy yeah. and Rob crazy. Yeah. So I like movies that are historically accurate and as close as possible. So that's why I like Hellraiser. Well, especially when you think of movies like the Titanic. Uh, now their budget was massive. But still, Titanic, they spent how many, I don't know, tens of millions of dollars recreating the furniture that you'd see in the background and make sure it's correct. We're just saying, Hey, could you reuse the right bike? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and record the sound of it while you're at it. <laughs> what, uh, what's next, Mike? What's next on your list? So one of my favorite ones, a lot of my movies or shows uh, I have on my list are free on YouTube. You just go on YouTube, download them or watch them right from there. Uh, one is the space between it's about the Isle of Man. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's, of course, a lot of movies about, or shows about the Isle of Man, TT Racing. This one, I think, it's a little bit more special or different in that, it's, sorry, it tells a backstory of some of the people, follows a couple of racers mm -hmm. as they're going through the TT weekend. And they show it in a, the right light, kind of. They show the dangers of it and what can happen, and but why the racers are still there. And uh, it's, it's fairly entertaining. I rather enjoyed it. It's about an hour long. On YouTube, search out the space between... And Isle, Isle of Man, you'll find it quite easily. So I wanted to come at this from a little different angle, right? Mm -hmm. So part of this is that we're trying to get away from all of this lockdown, COVID, and we're actually trying to distract from it, not, you know, yeah, be trapped yeah. in it. Yeah. So a movie to me, even though I'd like it to have, you know, the theme that I want to, you know, see, like, let's say in this case, it's motorcycling we're talking about, the movie still has to have entertainment value. Yeah. Right? For sure. So something can be just facts or just reality TV style stuff, but it's not that entertaining. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the guys at Top Gear are now Grand Tour. Mm -hmm. what, what makes them so successful is because they are entertaining in whatever they do. Mm -hmm. Right. So that formula. So let's go on to the next one. So on any Sunday, we all agree. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Do we all agree that there's Absolutely. nothing, nothing better. Right. <laughs> And uh, who's the little kid doing the wheelie at the beginning? Was that was that Freddie Spencer or nope, Kenny Roberts? Nope. No, it's right. uh, he becomes a motocross racer in the eighties. Hmm. Quite famous. We'll get to that later. Bob Hanna. No, it's oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> he became an indie driver. Ward. I think it's Ward. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm Jeff Ward. All yeah. right. Okay. All right. So that's that one. Okay. What's your next one, Mike? Uh, what we got here? Uh, another one more. It's not just one video. But there's a Drive Mag Riders. They produce a whole bunch of videos. They do a lot of motorcycle testing, gear testing. They get brand new bikes and they'll keep them for a year, long-term testing and stuff. But they'll go every so often on these kind of longer-term tours and and they'll record them. So they've done a bunch. One was, it's called the, they use a Honda African Twin. It's called the True Adventure in uh, Kyrgyzstan. I may not be pronouncing that properly. 
but that one is pretty good. I think that one is about 40 minutes long. Some of theirs, of course, some of their videos are longer, shorter. They're not, but they tend to be more on the shorter side, but I rather enjoyed that one. They did another one called the Balkans Adventure. They do it on 790 uh, KTM Adventure. I rather enjoyed that one because we've toured in some of those areas, uh, Rob and I. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a pretty entertaining one. And partly what I like about their videos is they're not, it's not super, there's not a huge production team behind this. It's not super polished. It seems like the real deal. Mm -hmm. He always has the, uh, the, the, you know, the drone is mandatory now for any of these videos. He always has the drone, but it's kind of neat, especially in some of these areas where the scenery is so, so gorgeous. It's so huge. So you get some great views. And so he's done that one too. There's another one he did on a 1250GS in Patagonia. And he rides all around there. And same thing, uh, just just beautiful views and everything. Of course, the weather's not always perfect. And every so often you fall over, go boom. And, <laughs> but really, really entertaining, really entertaining stuff. Uh, and a lot of their bike reviews and stuff are just really great. You know, they're good too because they're not, it's not an hour long. A lot of their stuff is like 20, 20 minutes. Uh, pretty good entertainment for 20 minutes. Yeah, and um, in the in the YouTube, you know, handheld kind of mm -hmm. video thing, the length of time becomes a problem because most people won't sit through two hours that way. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, you yeah. got to have a big screen for two hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, cool. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Dust to Glory. Have you seen Dust to Glory, Robbie? Sounds like it's dirt track. No. No. It's no. the 2003 running of the Baja 1000. Ah, okay. So it's it's almost like what would have really happened if uh, uh, on any Sunday flashed forward by you know <laughs> uh, it's got that feeling to it yeah that sounds like it's, it's Dana the same narrator it's Dana Brown it's his oh, okay. son okay. it's Bruce Brown's son okay yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay it's exactly that yeah so the dad did um, endless summer I believe and then okay. on any Sunday and the son did step into liquid and. And Dust of Glory. Dust of Glory. Yeah. You know what's great about that? This Dust of Glory is you can show that to people who aren't a dirt bike fan, a motorsports fan, because it has a really great story. Mm -hmm. And I have shown it to people who are, they're just, as long as they're kind of sports fans, kind of thing, if you like right. that type of thing, they'll, they'll enjoy it. And so the main, one of the main parts of the story is about a guy, he was a Honda factory racer. Mouse McCoy. Mouse McCoy. And then they. Oh, no, not, the, not him, the other guy. No, no, you're thinking of the A team and the B team. So Campbell mm -hmm. and the yeah, other yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but that's part of it. The other part of it is Mouse McCoy who yeah. runs the whole thing. That's what I mean, himself. but he was on the factory team yeah, yeah. and he loses his spot and then decides to run the 1000 on a, on his dirt bike all by himself. A huge deal, huge deal. And was, that, was that how that went? Because yeah. I don't remember the sequence. Mm -hmm. there, yeah, yeah, but yeah. all I remember is that Mouse McCoy, who's like, isn't he a Hollywood stuntman or something? I don't <laughs> He's know. He's something like that. <laughs> and he decides to run the whole thing by himself. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and competitively, not like I'll put along. No, oh, no, no. I, he's going out to win. Yeah, he got decent times. Yeah. And by the end of it, he's a babbling nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't even know where he is. Yeah. But uh, earlier on, there's a, a situation in the movie with the Honda A-Team. Mm -hmm. So the rider you're thinking of got bumped out of the A-Team yeah. onto the B-Team. Okay. So I thought that was him. No, okay. no. It's, and Johnny Campbell's the A-Team rider. Yeah. Right? So I think it's Johnny Campbell or Jimmy Lewis, but okay. I always get them mixed up. Yeah. So he's riding down the beach, 
Yeah. And he goes onto the beach, holds it wide open, yeah. and you can see it from the helicopter shot. And he's trying to catch the other guy, and the other guy's on the road. Yeah. And he's on the beach, <laughs> and he, I don't know how fast a uh, 650 will go, but yeah. he must do about 130. Yeah, WFO. Especially yeah. a hopped up one. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. chilling yeah. to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's really a story of, yeah, the underdog trying to do this. And also, the, they show everything in there. Uh, Mario Andretti's in there. Mario's uh, running. Uh, the four wheel. I thought it was Mario. They show him at one point, don't they? Um, but, but, and then at one point, they show even, because there's all kinds of classes for the Baja. The, what, like the, I don't know what they call the class for the guys who are running the bugs, the VW bugs. Oh, yeah, Volkswagen. And yeah. They're, they're, they're stock. And they run these things. So, like, just beating the living hell out of them but uh it, it's just yeah. a really fun movie that's that's a great uh great movie and i i know at least one or two of the guys that ran in it mm -hmm. so they are just awesome guys and mm -hmm. uh salt of the earth kind of guys actually one guy runs it motorcycle tours <laughs> <laughs> in central america and he he's from virginia and his name is fred brown mm -hmm. okay yeah and he was uh he was at that <clears throat> he was at that event okay yeah, cool yeah. It's a pretty wild, uh, just well, those long-term races like that, just they're so exhausting and everything. Oh, it's just mind-blowing. So what's your next one? Well, Itchy Boots, for anybody who's fans uh, of Itchy Boots, they know who she is. But it's a woman, she's Dutch. Her first season, she was traveling the world more, it was all in Europe. And then for part two, she decided to go from the uh, most southern point up to Alaska. And she'd do a a video every few days every about two days i diarized what she was doing and then COVID hit oh. and then she gets kind of stuck and as a foreigner you're in these uh, some of these countries you're you stand out because she's very she's dutch she's very white skinned right and you're in a, yeah, she's in some of these places where you're obviously not from there COVID sitting and she feels her safety's in jeopardy because they're 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 scared of her like are you going to bring this stuff into our mm. into our neighborhood or whatever so and she eventually has to evacuate out of there but she's got a ton of videos they're a little bit formulaic but still uh, bonnie and i would stick them on the tv every night because you can you know just stream from your phone put it on it's they're about 10 15 minutes long generally maybe 20. that's uh, more interesting watching the news especially in a small town so <laughs> uh throw that on something to kind of entertain yourself cool What's the next one? Oh, it does go faster. Of course. Mm. Like, is there anybody who doesn't like faster? I mean, really? I, uh, yeah, I like faster for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about a good one. That's, that's yeah. one that should be seen. Yeah. Mm. And just to clear this up, we're talking about the motorcycle version of the movie called faster, <laughs> not the indie cars running around on the streets version of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cause sure. there's a, there's a, a Hollywood movie that's not very good called yeah. faster, yeah. but, uh, yeah, that whole uh, formula of interviewing the motorcycle racer mm -hmm. while he's driving his car around. Mm -hmm. I, I like the way that works. I like the, uh, the closeness of that. Yeah. You know, uh, Caparossi doing his you know, explanation of how his mother doesn't watch the races <laughs> until the end and he'll call her up. And Valentino Rossi just being candid and talking off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. That was really well done. Well, it's always interesting to listen to Rossi, I think, for oh, if, yeah. if you're into the bike racing. <laughs> right. But it's it's narrated by Ewan McGregor, and it's a yeah. really top-quality production. And uh, even the explanation for Gary McCoy sliding the bike around when no one else was doing that yeah, at the yeah. time, mm -hmm. uh, I like that. I think that was kind of cool. So what's your next one? Yeah, he really yeah, – Kenny brought that – he brought that back for a bit. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, an oldie but a goodie is Long Way Round. And you can find that on YouTube also. You know, I, I had the DVD at the time. There's, of course, multiple Long Way Rounds. And now they're doing the Long Way Up, which sounds kind of dumb to me. But I haven't seen it, so I'm trying not to pass judgment. <laughs> <laughs> but it just... I don't know, just from what I hear, it's like they have a convoy of vehicles because they're doing electric vehicles and they're, they're riding electric vehicles where you can't really ride electric vehicles because there's no power grid. So so they're towing generators and stuff, just like, okay, this sounds kind of <laughs> starting to sound a little ridiculous at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. But I did really enjoy the long way around and some of the naysayers would always say, yeah, well, they had a team of vehicles and they had support and they had this, they had that. And uh, there's some legitimate criticism there, but at the same time, they're trying to make a TV show for you to watch. If they don't have any of that, then you get don't get to watch it. There's there's kind of compromise, right? Yeah, because any of that stuff done by one man with a handheld <laughs> GoPro is eh, it's a little lame, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There was a movie. There was an actual movie in the movie theaters, and they made it into a ten part series. Or I, I know what came first, but. Yeah, to to get the production level of being in a movie theater, it has to be decent quality. Like you said, this isn't film with their phone. And <laughs> no, no, at any of that stuff. Like if you ever look at where the you know you see the outtakes or where the camera pans away for a second, you see the production crew there. Like, <laughs> Top Gear will do it once in a while. Yeah, right? yeah, They'll look yeah. and there's 15 guys standing there with cameras, yeah, yeah, for and sure. microphones, and you know all sorts of stuff. Right. Yeah. So that ah, is what it is. Right. So, but we're supposed to be lost in it to the point where we don't remember there's a cameraman. Yeah. Right? yeah. If it's done well enough, like you don't really think about it, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it, again, back to slick production and good editing and yeah, all these yeah. things. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, motorcycle diaries. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you seen it? No, I haven't not seen that. Okay. So have you seen that Robbie? No, I haven't. No. Okay. So basically Che Guevara, and his buddy, oh, so okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Che Guevara, the uh, spiritual leader of Cuba, okay, not Fidel, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, the other guy, yeah, he, he basically rides from Chile on up, and they mm. two of them on a very small motorcycle, looks like an old Norton or something, okay, and uh, it's less about the bike and more about the overall adventure and the telling of the story for how mm. he formed his ideas, right? yeah, 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 okay, so that's um, really well done, it's subtitled. But I mean, I don't mind that, you know, if you can get by a little bit in Spanish, you'll, you'll enjoy the movie. Mm. Great, great, great film. So of course, yeah, I had from uh, Dust to Glory also on my, on my list. We had one in common. That's <laughs> we <great>. did. <laughs> That's great. What's next? And, uh, so what I have here, it's called From London to Sydney. It's on YouTube. It's a story of these two guys who are traveling from London to Sydney. Mm and doing on a couple of KTM 690s. And it's hour and 10 minutes long, and they just document as they go along. They have some problems with the bikes. Uh, I think both lose a fuel pump. Apparently that seemed to be a problem, weak spot. And trials and tribulations, uh, the one guy ends up getting uh, well, three days of explosive diarrhea or something. <laughs> he has to go see a doctor. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when they're in the back country of China somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they... Uh, but but that's the way these things go, right? Mm -hmm. Or can go. You, you you're sometimes, especially I think I can't remember if they're camping much, but some of the places they're staying are maybe not as clean as what we're used to. And yeah, sometimes you get a bit of that happening. So you're talking London, England mm -hmm. to Sydney, Australia. Yes. 
not London, Ontario, no, no. Sydney, Nova Scotia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. okay, okay, let's clear that up for yeah, people because yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be a bit dull. Yeah, and, and there's not a lot of Chinese in between those two points. <laughs> yes, no, there is. No, no there, just kidding. No, they're in, okay. all in Vancouver. All right, so let's. Um, oh, so here's one for you. The Born Losers is an old biker movie from the '60s. Do you know what, Rob? That I might have seen. I'm there because I came upon some bizarro movie recently, and I'm not sure if it was that or not. I'll have to take a look. Well, the reason it's relevant to me and why it's funny is because The Born Losers is Billy Jack before the Billy Jack movie. Mm, okay, so okay. Billy Jack, the you know. <laughs> I love the two you look at each other. Oh yes, Billy Jack. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, you can remember that because you're no, too young. Exactly. <laughs> Billy Jack was he. He had a martial arts background, and he was one of those good guys who took on the bad guys in his town. Okay, uh, like an Asian Robin Hood. Oh, yeah, a little bit Robin Hoody, but it's <laughs> it's you know it's out west. Okay, it's yeah, in a, yeah. it's in a western town, like you know, in one of those uh, places like Arizona or something. Okay, or yeah. New Mexico. So he you know he fights the bad guys, and he does this martial arts stuff that nobody had really paid attention to in Hollywood before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the Born Losers is a biker version of that. So it's him as the character Billy Jack showing up to fight the bikers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's kind of neat. So there's a, there's kind of a theme with you. If if they turn a western, replace the horses with motorcycles, yeah. and you're in. I love westerns. <laughs> yeah. You just despise your form of transportation. Well, don't worry. There's different movies coming, and and these will really throw you for a curveball. So go ahead. <laughs> Give me your next one. So speaking of subtitles, there's a 30 minute long little movie. It's called Motor City Mission Manx. It's a little show or movie about a group of friends going from somewhere in Germany. They're gonna to ride to go see the Manx TT on Isle of Man. And it's all subtitled because you know them Germans tend to speak German. <laughs> I just found it really entertaining. They're camping along the way. They're all on older bikes. So all these guys are dressed more like in the vintage gear on older bikes, going to see the vintage racing. Oh, bit of a theme there. Okay. And at one point, you know, they like they find some farmer's field and ask them, "Hey, can we camp in your field?" And yeah, no problem. And just I, I found it entertaining. Maybe, maybe because it reminds me of when back in the days we go to the racetrack. Hey, you get your guy, get all the guys together. Let's go to the racetrack and just have yeah. some fun, blow yeah. up some steam. And old stuff, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I did once fix a carburetor on my Harley with a stick, right? <laughs> that's right. Okay, yeah. With a piece of wood. With yeah. a piece okay. of wood. Now, we've heard that. that. That story is so legendary. We know it on this side of the board. <laughs> all right. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So here's one for you. This is actually a Western, okay? <laughs> do you remember Time Rider, Rob? Do you remember it? No, I don't. It was in the 80s, early 80s, and somehow a guy's in a desert race, okay? And he goes past some science experiment <laughs> and he gets zapped back in time with his, with his desert racer into the 1800s, into a Western. <laughs> it's really neat to watch, okay? And uh, it, it just the way they react to this machine, they yeah, keep calling yeah. it the machine, right? <laughs> okay, so that's a really neat movie. Was, and was there fuel around at that time? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how they did that. Okay, 
He I had know. a big tank because he's a desert racer. <laughs> <laughs> and they just filled it. And here you go. The the movie Time Rider was produced and co-written by Michael Nesmith of the Monkees. Wow. <laughs> that says something about it. I don't know what. But <laughs> Man, you're a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> well, I, I, I like time travel movies anyway. Mm. I just love the concept. And I found this movie very entertaining. But I saw this movie... 38 years ago right yeah, yeah. so i don't really know how good it was or not r relating yeah. that to today's hollywood because today's hollywood's very good if you compare the production quality of the movie hellride yeah. to that or to an early biker movie it's like wow it's, it's not even close yeah it truly is right you have to have different expectations oh, walking into some of these things because the production of the stuff now they're just huge budget budgets and because a lot of those movies at the time probably would have been small budgets at the time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, but like a small budget now is from most of these movies is whatever, $30 million. <laughs> right. Easy Rider had a tiny budget. Yeah. Very yeah. tiny. Yeah. Very tiny. Because a lot of those movies probably were never expected to be much of anything. Maybe somebody's making it because they want to make it. They're not making it to thinking they're going to make a ton of money necessarily, like because uh, they don't expect people to watch that kind of thing. And it morphs into this thing. And it was a different world, you know. Mm -hmm. You know the story about Peter Fonda calling up Stephen Stills and asking him to do the music for the mm -hmm. movie, mm -hmm. and Stephen listens to it with the music that Peter had stuck in there, which was his own stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and. He said, man, this is great. Just leave it alone. <laughs> and he did. And because of that, we have all these songs that have become very iconic and classic. And yeah. I can remember the soundtrack. We all had the soundtrack yeah. of Easy Rider, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have it on it track? Bob Dylan once said, he not busy being born is busy dying. Okay, I love that line. I thought that was from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Get busy living and get busy dying. So what's next? <laughs> So next on my list is this show movie. I don't know what really to call it. Movie, I guess, called Malay Moto, uh, Dakar's story, and it's about a guy named Lyndon Poskett. He raced in the Dakar Rally a few times. Long story short, he decides to race in the Malay Moto category, but uh, but actually, and before that. He has a, like a midlife crisis, I guess, or I don't know what he has, but decides he's going to travel the world on his motorcycle. He's got a KTM 690. He's going to travel the world. And he, while he's traveling around, he enters into races in different parts of the world. Uh, what do you call it? He calls it races to places. And I think he's raising some money to, for charity when he can and stuff. But he's just riding around the world and putting his bike into these, like a rally race. Yeah, yeah. Certainly not like a full-on motocross or anything. It's more of a rally race, enduro, and I'm, no, mm -hmm. I like a, like a timed. Yeah, deal? more like yeah. a timed deal, like yeah. like Dakar, but on lower scale kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. So then he decides he's going to race at Dakar. At that point, Dakar has reduced the size of motor you're allowed to have to make try and make it safer. So he doesn't race that bike. He races, he gets a 450, I think, sent over, and he races mm -hmm. his 450. So it's fairly modern. Yeah, brand, yeah. brand new bike. Uh, and the story is, yeah, I think it's from maybe 17 or 18. Uh, so the Mali Moto class, what that is, is you race all alone. You work on your own bike. You can't accept help from anybody. 
you kind of have to arrange for your own meals. I don't think you necessarily have to cook them because I think they have canteens there, I think, but I'm not sure about that part. But you, you're doing all, of course, the racing yourself. You have no team support. They transport, it's almost like a tickle trunk. They have a big steamer trunk and you're allowed one set of extra tires and there's some tools and stuff in there. So it's like the ISDE, like the six days? Yeah, it's like very that. similar yeah. to that, yeah. Okay. And and so then the racing, they allow 30 entries in Malimoto, and away you go. And you watch Lyndon as he goes through this, and you, you really get an appreciation for how exhausting this is because he's, at, at many nights, he's crawling into his tent at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, because he gets back and maybe there's maintenance you have to do or there's a problem with the pipe, whether you're the guy who's fixing it, you don't drop it off, go have a shower and get the sack. No, no, you're the guy fixing it. So there's multiple problems like that where they, they put up a clock showing how much sleep he has in so many days and it's astonishingly, astonishingly low. Um, <laughs> he's working on two, three hours of sleep uh, a night and cool. then going out racing 600 kilometers in the desert or wherever they are they get up at elevation because at that point they're still in Chile you know the, the cars moved over to Saudi Arabia but they're still racing up in Chile so they're up at elevation at whatever 12,000 13,000 feet so it's, it's exhausting to begin with never mind <laughs> you had three hours of sleep that was the year they had really bad rains. They had some mudslides and flooding. And so that affects the racing in different ways. And there's, uh, again, I think a lot of these videos we're talking about, there's a real, there's a real story of the people. It's not just like you're saying, or there, here we are, here I'm on my bike going as fast as I can. No, no, it's how it's affecting this guy. And, and you see how he makes out. It's, it's, ah, it's great. Again, that's actually a video you can show people and I have who aren't into dirt bike racing, they can watch it because there's a real personal story in there. Cool. And it's and it's really serious, extreme sport too. Uh, definitely. Don't do it. The Perry yeah. Dakar is extreme. And then add in that, you know, they, they interview a bunch of other participants and then what do you, what do you think about the Malimono class? And they all say like, oh, were you nuts? <laughs> like they're, or they're nuts. <laughs> Would you ever participate in that? No bloody way, you know, like, uh, cause it's, it, yeah, it's extreme. It's just so exhausting. Yeah, those guys don't seem human to me. Guys that race the Dakar, those guys, yeah, it's just, that's crazy. I guess it's that, that mental that mental toughness, mm -hmm. uh, not dissimilar to a lot of that long-term stuff, figure racing. Well, it's like racing Le Mans or something, right? You're yeah. 24 yeah, yeah. hours, I mean, sure, you're taking shifts, but you still don't sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thinking more almost like a, like a Tour de France thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to sit on this torture device they call a bicycle seat and ride it for, what, three weeks up mountains. Sure. Uh, it's tiring to drive a car up. And <laughs> Well, it's funny in, in, in our sport, right, in motorcycling, how we have those extremes. So that's the, the, the long, mm -hmm. you know, long-winded, long-range version of what we do. And drag racing is the short version of what we do. I mean, go grab a... Go grab a ZX6, as you guys would say, or uh, uh, what a ZX14, right? <laughs> Just go, go blaze a go blaze a pass. You know, anybody without any skill can run 10 seconds all day with either mm. one of those bikes. So it's pretty quick, yeah. Right? You know, yeah. and just that end of it. So it's the the polar opposites. But uh, so I, I I thought about getting into drag racing a few times, but I didn't have a dress. So oh, there you go, Mike. All right. So. <laughs> 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 it's just mike we've got a, a movie on the list here the world's fastest indian 
Now, from an entertainment perspective, slick production, mm. Hollywood, it really done well. I think it's a Disney, right? Is it not? Yeah, I believe it is, right? Uh, could be, I don't know. But it's done so well, mm. and the acting's top-notch. And the movie's Have you just... seen that, uh, Rob? Yep, yep, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, and it's just that it's, it's, it's a movie you could have your little kids watch with you. You mm -hmm. know, it's just so well done. Mm. And to me, I tie that movie in with the picture of uh, Rolly Free. Yep. Right. I always see the vision of Rolly Free laying flat mm -hmm. on the seat with his bathing suit on. Right. So there's, there's that one. And, and movies like that have a, they have a purpose and they have a place. They tell a story, but they keep us entertained. Mm -hmm. So for that whole two hours, you're basically, you're in it. Yeah. You're absorbed in it. You know what I mean? So, and, and, it's, and it's a true story. I mean, it, you know, it yeah, really, yeah. It, it really is. Yeah, they Hollywoodize it a bit for sure. That's fine. Yeah. But, but not a lot. Not no, a lot. You'd be, actually, not a lot at all. There's, uh, yeah. it, it, there's more truth to that than there is uh, fiction. Well, the other thing, I guess, it reminds you that for this has been going on forever. There's people for years have done things like that, but are mentally tough and can get over these things. Because a lot of people say, oh, look at Marquez. Look, he's back riding. He was back in this weekend's race. How could he possibly do that? Yeah, well, he had the access to the best medical attention in the world and probably the best drugs in the world. That helps a bit. Back during some of these guys are really free day and stuff. When you fell off that bike butt naked, you probably still got up and do it, and you didn't go to see a doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're talking about, like, the, you know, the Kenny Roberts stuff where he'd, like, mm. soak himself in the bathtub until there's – uh, cast was soft enough to bust <laughs> off and then yeah. go race that type of thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those guys were tough. I, I, I tell you though, I got a lot of respect for anybody like Marquez or, mm. you know, when Rossi had his leg pinned. Those guys are riding within a very short period of time. They're still actually hurt, but they're riding. Oh, yeah, for sure. But hey, uh, I knew a guy who uh, rode a motorcycle with a partially collapsed lung and broken ribs. True. Right. So did I. I drove him to the hospital. <laughs> from the hospital. But, uh, uh, but just, yeah. That that's been going on forever. Uh, Miguel de Amel limping yeah. to his bike at Daytona, he could barely walk One and Daytona. jump on the bike and wins the Daytona 200. I think right. Did he win the 200 that time? Yeah, he yeah. won on a 600. Well, I think he won both. I think he won both actually that weekend. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay, let's move on. So um, the wild one. Okay, the wild one. Have you ever seen it? It's no, black and white. No, no. It's Marlon Brando. Okay, <laughs> yeah, takes. Yeah, I've seen that a zillion years ago, but I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's from before our time. Rob and I were not born when that oh, movie was okay, made. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's basically the telling of how the biker mystique begins in America. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the Hollister fiasco. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, it, like, it, is it actually based on that? Or, it's, well, it's, uh, it's loosely based on that. Yeah, that it's, idea, it's yeah. I mean, a dramatization done in the 50s, yeah. it's, it's going to be, you know, not really close to, to what actually happened, but mm -hmm. a bit. I mean, yeah. there's some information in there. So that, mm -hmm. in the end, that got, motorcycles got a lot of attention. They got a lot of negative attention from that, mm -hmm. but they got a lot of attention either way. And that maybe got a lot of people riding who wouldn't have ridden otherwise. I don't actually know. Yeah. But I've been to Hollister, okay, yeah. and it is a nice, sleepy little town. There's yeah. absolutely nothing remarkable about Hollister that way that would mm. that would draw you there to tear the town apart, right? yeah. except yeah. the motorcycle race. Well, wasn't that part of the story that really nothing much did happen? The press posted a right. few pictures, and, and 
back in that time too. We were a lot more uh, prudish, uh, conservative. <laughs> and so to see just somebody drunk on their motorcycle was pretty out there. <laughs> yeah, the picture of the guy in the new, uh, sitting on the bike, mm -hmm. leaning back with a beer bottle in his hand, yeah. smashed beer bottles. Yeah, all around them. They made that happen. Right? <laughs> so I don't know. But either way, that's biker folklore. And yeah, yeah. that. I don't know, maybe that caused a lot of this other stuff to happen and mm. it got more people riding. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe it turned some people off. I can't comment on that. But I find that an interesting movie. And from a historical perspective, mm. it's very interesting to watch. Yeah. It, it really is. Go ahead, Mike. It's yours. <laughs> so I, I don't have any more on my list right now. But so what do you got on here too? Uh, uh, one week. Mm-hmm. What's this one week? One week is the movie, the, Canadi the is Canadian that, movie. Is that the prequel to Two Week? Uh, very funny. <laughs> it's the Canadian movie about the young lad who gets a misdiagnosis from his doctor. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, Aaron. That, was that with Jason, what's his face? No? I don't know who the actor is. A young lad gets a, gets a bad diagnosis from a doctor, and he's devastated walking home, and he walks past an old guy selling a Norton, buys the bike, jumps on it, and takes off across Canada. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really well done. Yeah, who's that guy? Uh, so I ran the movie. I never watched it. Oh, you got to watch it. Picturing his face. Ben Tyler? Sounds right. Joshua Jackson. No, that's him. Yeah, Joshua Jackson, Peter Spence, Mark Strange. And a lot of people show up in it. There are cameo appearances by guys like Gord Downey from The Tragically Hip. You know, all, these guys show up in yeah. the movie, and it's really, really if, neatly if, done. If you're Canadian, you know who Gordelli is. <laughs> if you're not, nah, probably not. My bro, bro probably knows, but he, he's on the border there. He did write New Orleans is Sinking, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a great film, and I think uh, just fun to watch, and uh, I don't want to tell you the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because it's really, really super cool. <laughs> okay. here's, here's an interesting movie called The Brown Bunny. Do you know it, Rob? No, sir. You being a road racer, I'm surprised you do not know the Brown Bunny. Brown Bunny is a movie about a motorcycle racer and his adventures with a, like a, looks like a two-stroke GP bike, like from the 90s. Okay. You know, something that Rich Oliver would have ridden or something like that, <laughs> that style of bike. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible movie, and it's very, very badly done. And Chloe, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Savine or oh, Sauvignet. Oh. She's a Hollywood actress. She's, yeah, yeah. It, she gets an early part in it. Hmm. And it, for real, it's, it's way over the top. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's an interesting so movie. So what, it's so bad it's good? Is that it's what so bad saying? it's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so bad. It's funny. Actually, one that comes to mind, we might have talked about it in the other podcast, uh, is uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix, okay. following the F1 drivers. And I don't really watch F1 at all. I'll look at the mm -hmm. results a mm -hmm. bit. So if it happens to be on TV, I, I certainly wouldn't. And, uh, I'll probably check it out a bit, but I don't follow it. But I found that show very entertaining because, again, it's not so much about the racing, it's all about the drivers and kind of the pressure they're under constantly and the differences in the teams. You know, you have Mercedes with with as much money as Amazon practically. Their budget's $800 million. <laughs> just, so, just ridiculous. I think they have a thousand people in their team uh, in the factory. It's just, it's just crazy. 
So then you get some poor guy comes in with only a $300 million budget and he's trying to compete. How, how is that even possible? I mean, You're not so, even guaranteed to qualify. Yeah, yeah, it's just right. it, the, the money and everything's the same. But so, but somebody has to be on those teams. Of course, the guys on those teams are hoping to be on the better teams eventually. And it, uh, the way things work there and just the, the backstories to it, it's, I find it really entertaining. It's, they, they have two seasons of it. And then, of course, now with this stuff, there's been no racing. So I don't know. It'd be a while before we see three. I think they're going to start as well. Think, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so I, I, so. I don't know how all that's And I think be. what's interesting about that show too was is the top drivers in the first season, you didn't see it all. Possibly they're concerned about how they're going to look or I don't know if they wanted some cash or what the deal was. Um, maybe a bit of both, right? You're not paying me and I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not going to be on your stupid I'm show. Worth so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, they're starving it by... But in the second season, you start to see they're talking to Hamilton and stuff. He's in it because uh, no doubt they saw it and saw how popular it was. And, okay, okay, mm -hmm. I want in. <laughs> what do I got to do? <laughs> and what's it called? Yeah, Drive to Survive. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. Uh, I have seen the ads for it. Netflix. Yeah, it's, I really enjoyed it. it. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Again, I thought it would be more about the racing. Really, it's about the backstory. It's about the people. No, that's cool. So – one of the movies that I wanted to mention, and it's more, it's a comedy. It's a hundred percent comedy, but it's, it's wild hogs. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I wanted to mention that for not, it, it's, it's not, it's not that it's well, super well done. I mean, it is, it's done in the Hollywood yeah, style, yeah. but it's because it's a parody of that scene. It's mm -hmm. a parody of middle-aged guys who at the time, at that point in time yeah. would go out and get motorcycles and do these, you know, this cross country run. And the adventure part gets a bit carried away. Yeah, well, like with the fight with the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous, but but it's the it's it's just a representation of that scene. Yeah, because that scene actually exists, and it exists for a lot of people. And a lot of a lot of the guys that I know, and a lot of my mm. customers are those guys. They're not really going to take it too seriously. They mm. might go out on that one or two runs a year. Again, we were talking about guys last time we talked who will ride bikes that don't necessarily have to handle very good. Yeah, they yeah. just need that bike to do its job the bike just needs to go down the highway and look cool and do its yeah, thing right yeah. so that's uh, i just wanted to mention that one from there yeah i've seen that movie uh not much of a fan you know problem uh, what i found with that movie was it could have been really good and they're really close uh, they just tightened some things up but but i know a lot of people who have liked it so <laughs> <laughs> and they generally are that customer <laughs> but that's good that they can see the humor in themselves too true but to the to the level and quality that they make, let's say Hell Ride, right? mm -hmm. where regardless of whether you like the topic or not, the movie was really a slick production and well done. Yeah, Larry Bishop, that's the guy we were talking about. They pulled him right out of the '60s. Yeah. You know, he was in those movies, right? Yeah, yeah. That level of quality that that makes the movie easy to watch mm -hmm. because there isn't um, there isn't a struggle to get through it. So if you look at um, you know Ford versus Ferrari, same thing big budget yeah, really slick huge. production great acting mm -hmm. the movie's fantastic um rush yeah, okay rush, rush yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly you know up until ford versus ferrari i mean that was probably the best car movie that they mm -hmm. had done right i could sit around and watch those all day long i find them entertaining i find them historically reasonably accurate they're not they're hollywood gets in there a little bit yeah yeah, I expect yeah. That. yeah. you know in the ford versus ferrari there's a timeline problem like mm -hmm. according to them they go to 
Le Mans once and then they come back the next year and win it. And that's not how it went. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's still, it's entertainment. And that's what we're talking about here today is we're talking about um, a way to keep yourself entertained, connected to motorcycling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Throughout this time where we're all locked down and trapped. Right. So I think that this list of movies that we've thrown around, it's good for a giggle. Yeah. Right? It, it really is. And to take people from one segment of it and show them something else, which we've often done. Like I've taken people who've never ridden anything other than, you know, a heritage soft tail or something yeah. and taken them and brought them over to my house and showed them a MotoGP race or a world Superbike mm-hmm. race. And they yeah. come away going, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And because they had no interest in it, probably because they'd never been exposed to it. Yeah, for sure. So because of that, and uh, we've often joked around about this where, um, you know, you know, the, the meeting place over here, the, 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 I don't know, every town's got it, but where you live, Rob, it might be a burger shop or whatever here. It's a coffee shop and they pull all pull in on their bikes and the two groups will say the same thing to each other. The, The young guy on the sport bike will see a guy go by on a custom motorcycle and put his hands over his eyes and go, I don't get it. I don't get it. And the guy, the guy with the cool custom bike, whatever touring yeah, bike, you'll yeah, see yeah. the guy in the sport bike go by and say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. And, and both of those groups could, they could, they could learn a bit from each other as opposed to banging heads with each other. Yeah, yeah for exactly. Sure. Yeah. exactly. I'm all about that. So yeah. if we can expose people to things they might have never seen, like I can't believe you've never seen Easy Rider. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand where I'm like. Oh man, there's a ton of cliches that I say. Like, there's little things that I say all the time. I'm yeah. surprised you haven't picked them up. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the movie. Well, he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't because he hasn't seen the movie. <laughs> well, no wonder. No wonder you look at me all funny when I say stuff like I'm hip to time. You know, like you look at me and go, "Yeah, yeah, big deal, right?" <laughs> so, have you, uh, Rob? Have you? I know you like following the Speedway stuff. I guess that's not going on right now. I'm not sure exactly what's happening with it at the moment because. My two favorite riders are in very different sets of circumstances. Greg Hancock, the American who is five-time world speedway champion and the only guy to ever actually make all of the speedway Grand Prix except for one. Hmm. From beginning to end, he rode in every single one of them. Uh, Has retired. His wife has uh, cancer. And Hmm. so to stay with the family and eliminate the travel he's retired from racing and martin smolinski from olking in germany is, is, yeah he had a pretty bad accident uh, a month or so ago broke his hip and leg ribs and a variety mm-hmm. of other things and he's recovering from that he's back on a bike right now but he's just uh, test riding at this point we haven't even checked to see if the speedway stuff is going on but speedwaygp.com is the website for the Speedway Series, and at least last year and previously, they had all of the Speedway races on for free. You did have to register with the Speedway TV website or whatever it was. You had to actually give them an email address and confirm that you were really there, and that was the extent of it. It didn't cost anything, and they had the entire race from beginning to end. Good stuff. Kind of like drag racing there. It's dirt track done in a minute. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Um, do you follow uh, Do you follow dirt track at all? Do you follow like mile or half mile, any of that, Rob? No, I don't. I don't. Because it came so close to dying out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and now it's just Indian, 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 and they're doing well. <laughs> they're doing very well. But it's yep. it's taken on quite a resurgence. They've got some new promoters. They're working hard on it, and uh, I'm eager to see it come back. It really has in that. I think there's been a few riders who have been really fairly good at uh, road racing mm-hmm. and dirt track, and they've picked dirt track to go do because there's they can make more money there. There's more money in that series. Moto America oh, is yeah, really yeah, having yeah, a hard America, time. Yeah. 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 Which well, like, is surprising. Yeah, like a lot of those guys, like if you even some of the older guys, like Pegram and those guys, they're all dirt trackers, right? Yeah. And yeah. the Hayden yeah. boys and all them. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a year when Nikki came to yeah, he was riding MotoGP. Mm-hmm. He came to the States in the summer for a short span of time and he rode short track. He rode I think a half mile a TT because he, he did them all. He's trying to get the triple crown, but he almost won the Springfield mile that year. Yeah, and it was on that old Honda that Poovy had. It yeah. wasn't like a current bike because to do a triple crown, you need a road race, a mile, yeah. and yeah, half mile. Was, he almost did it, yeah. which was the AMA championship years ago. That's was right. what what it took to be the number one plate holder. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how he did it. But uh, several years ago, I remember an announcement. It was it. Springfield or one of those races, Ronnie Jones almost won it and he was 57. <laughs> okay. So, you know, there's, there's, yeah. uh, you know, a guy who's way too old to be doing yeah. that, but still doing it. On the right it, so. day, you're feeling it. And it's, yeah, yeah just yeah. those days are few and far between to get yeah. to that age, but every so often. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, this is cool. Um, yeah. I, I think this is kind of cool what you guys are doing. I, uh, like the idea of, uh, being able to, Get the word out, you know, get the word out to different people. Stay with it, man. Because, I mean, eventually all this is going to be over. You know, the pandemic in 1918 only lasted, (laughs) you know, 18 months to two years. We'll eventually be back to normal at some point in riding. Um, We are doing an alternate sort of activity to our normal ride this time of year. Normally I would be doing a a cross America kind of, ride with some guys i'd be doing the wild hogs thing right now right (laughs) Right? that's what i'd be doing and and we can't do that we can't go to your country okay and uh so we're gonna jump on dual sports and we're gonna go way up north and just head into the bush so there's always something i'm jealous i'm jealous (laughs) so i i i bought a klr a customer walked in and decided that uh he he didn't really want his klr anymore and i just bought it to do this one ride Okay, and then I'll sell it when I get back. <laughs> okay, so lightning round for both of you. Oh, okay. Okay, country you would like to ride in, you haven't yet. Oh, Madagascar. So, uh, somewhere in South America. I can't pick one because I don't know enough about it, but South America is a place I have not visited. Rob, race you would like to see live, you have not. Le Mans might be interesting. Isle of Man. Piece of kit uh, you like having on the road. Tools. Good rain gear. Airplane toilet or porta potty in the summer? God, what a horrible choice. How about a tree? (laughs) I'll take the airplane toilet, I guess. How many hours in though? (laughs) (laughs) So many parables. Dunlop or Michelin? Michelin. Uh, I don't know. I'm playing around with some Dunlops right now on the track. They seem to work okay. Popcorn or chocolate bar? Are you American? Popcorn or candy bar? <laughs> Popcorn. Candy bar. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve you have with the shows we've talked about today? 
Oh man, really? Yeah. Well, other than the the lack of technical accuracy, that, yeah. that's probably it. Yeah. It's the yeah. lack of technical accuracy that Hollywood does not have to leave out. Mm, it's they, easy to fix. Yeah. It's super easy to fix. They could hire guys like you or me or Rob, and we could. It's raining outside, and I have <laughs> ventilated pants on. That's fantastic. Uh, hey, it's raining. It's pouring. It's one great piece of kit, Mike. There it is. Good rain suit. It's funny. I've got I've got like those the uh, the climb uh, vented vented whatever these things are called the Dakars yeah. or whatever on because yeah, yeah. it was it was thirty Celsius when I got it. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. It's only slightly more humid. But. <laughs> yeah. Rob, biggest pet peeve with some of the shows we talked about today. Too much professionalism. Um, I mean, I really like the the stories about the people, about what's happening, the the reality versus the entertainment. Yeah, um, yeah. And and some of them mix it well, but but too often that the actual adventure side of things and the real nitty gritty nose to the grindstone kind of stuff disappears because of the entertainment value. Perfect. That's it. I think that's it. Cool. Wow. All right. Well, Larry, thanks for uh, joining us. It's uh, Nice to talk to people that are actually clued in. As you can tell, I'm not. I sat back relatively <laughs> silent for most of it because <laughs> when it comes to watching stuff, I don't very often. But the MotoGP yeah. I do, the uh, yeah, Speedway GP, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, but it's really nice to be filled in on all the rest of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having mm -hmm. me. Uh, this is always fun. And... Uh, yeah, hope we get through this and hope we come out of it on the other side and hope someday Rob gets to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. All right. Okay. <laughs> Go well, Larry. Cheers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.